Greetings Grapple fans, it's time once more for two different generations of professional wrestling fans to go through the list of all the matches that we can watch that Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer has rated 5 stars or higher. Yes, it's that latest round from Let Me Tell You Something. I'm your co-host Lorca Mullen and with me as always is my co-host Simon Cross. And Simon, we're back into the world of Joshi now as we've just had our... um, We've just got into our two, our brief run of uh, two WWE matches. We're back on comfortable ground now uh, with a Joshi match, that favourite of ours. <laughs> as um, it's Manami Toyota facing off against Aja Kong. It's not our first time seeing Manami Toyota. We've seen her in a few tag team matches, but it is our first instance of seeing Aja Kong. One of the more, again, of that tradition within Joshi wrestling of the larger heel monster character taking on the smaller baby face uh, virtuous hero or heroine as it were and um, we're in the Tokyo Dome as well this is uh, the like coming this is really the pinnacle of the um, the run that Joshi had in the mid 90s where they were holding shows in the Tokyo Dome I don't know if this is the one that goes on for like nine ten hours or something like Jesus. that and one of them did go an insane length of time dave Meltzer, i think was there and tried to watch every match and was told basically it's designed for you to be able to walk away for a while <laughs> but i think this is the main event and i don't recall the crowd the crowd is not like we said before the crowd in joshi matches and the first ones we watched from the 80s where it was like 95 percent female uh young females mm. It was like a rock concert or a pop concert, you know. Yes. And now, as the more as it's become increasingly a male audience, uh, mixed or or even majority male audience, as again, as we men do a lot of time, some of the fun's been taken out, and the the crowd reactions a bit more <laughs> uh, standard uh, Japanese well, wrestling crowd. Uh, we are seeing it in a bigger building as yes, well, so there's an allowance there. But I just want to ask you now. I, I've got a little challenge for you. I'm curious. Was there a particular wrestler's type of match that this match reminded you of? And don't Ooh. say it out loud, but just see if there's a particular wrestler whose style of match this reminded you of. And then we'll count to three and see if we both say the same wrestler. It's going to be our generational gap coming to the fore here, I, I don't think. know about that. I don't know about that. Just thinking about the structure of the match as you remembered it. Have you got a name? Oh, I have a name in my head, yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Brock Lesnar. Oh, okay. Because this, this to me, is like a prototypical uh, Brock Lesnar match since the, the, the format was kind of created in the, um, the when he won the WWE title from John Cena at SummerSlam. Ah, Brock's second run. Right, okay. Where it is just... Whereas I'd gone for Big Show sort no, of no. like... But it's just Monster a... Mo- uh, Aja Kong is in the Brock Lesnar role here where the monster... Yeah heel just takes up 80% of the moves and is giving their their opponent nothing just dominating from the start uh, to the point that it almost looks like it's going to be a squash until they get a bit of a rally and they and they they weaken the the, the monster David yeah. finally gets a hit on Goliath 
and then it becomes a bit of a can can they do enough to to keep the per, the monster down or will they make the recovery and hit the big move that will win it for them like that bit in, yeah it's like that bit in 300 where um they graze that guy's cheek with the spear and it's like oh we can bleed if it bleeds it can die or if it bleeds we can kill it or whatever it is arnie says in another film predator predator um like so, I said, another film, like he's in yeah. 300. Because I would watch that. Arnold Schwarzenegger in 300. <laughs> this is Sparta! <laughs> of course, I'm, I'm wanting like Apex Arnie. I want an yeah, 80s Arnie in that, fair, obviously. Like, 300 is very Arnie-inspired, really. Like, if Arnie... If it were... If Arnie were in his prime to in, in that time period... He yeah. would have been who you'd cast as Leonidas. Yeah. Not yeah. Gerard Butler! <laughs> Gerard Butler's doing rent-a-car ads. That's such a weird, like... How has that happened? Well, mind you, we're looking at direct line adverts with, uh... What's his name? The guy from the Tarantino movies. Oh, uh, Harvey Keitel. That's the that almost makes sense within the character, and Keitel was never... You know, one of the two or three biggest movie stars in the world. He might have been in the seventies, but I think he's always been kind of an artsy guy. But uh, neither of these were the Aja Kong of pro re- of uh, movie stars, were they, Simon? To get no, it back on no. topic. <clears throat> great, great save, great save. I will say this: this is my two notes. Toyota tries to attack early, so it does get across the sense of she knows she's got to, she's got to try and hit hard and hit quick and hit fast and hit often. Which she's unable to do because Kong just almost immediately takes control. Yeah. And this was my note. Toyota is loud. Yeah. She is running when she's hitting, when she's being hit, when she's in submission holds. She is screaming her lungs out. Yeah, she's trying to emphasize, like, all of her selling as much as possible. One of my first... um, I haven't actually written it down, but it's definitely a mental note because it's sort of been in my head ever since. Um... Atta Kong's theme's a bit of a banger. Mm. Yeah, uh, it was a bit yeah, Considering we've got, like... We're getting to the stage now where there's very little lyric-based um, entrance music that we've heard so far in our journey. Mm. Um, that, that maybe that's why it stands out more. Well, I wonder if... Because Joshi is associated with pop music. Yeah. Because um, it's sort of, like, metally pop. If you know yeah. what I mean, they're like... There's a bit of an edge to Aja Kong's. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. So Aja Kong, it's interesting actually as well with Aja Kong. She's a, a very rare example of what you wouldn't see in Japan a lot at this time. She's a hafu, by which I mean I believe her father is African-American. Uh, or he's uh, black at least. No. So she is of a dual heritage, is the, uh, the acceptable phrase now to use. And so she's visually a little bit different. Yeah, um, she's very tall uh, for for a woman's wrestler, large without being like a yokozuna like figure. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like Asha Kong was someone I was aware of because she was lined up to be Alundra Blaze's big rival from late '95 to '96. She actually won an elimination match in the Survivor Series. She eliminated. Alundra Blaze at the end. Uh, she was in Bertha Faye's team, and this was transitioning from Bertha Faye to Azure Kong as a 
new rival for the women's title. But then, of course, famously, before they had their scheduled match at Royal Rumble 96, Medusa appears on Monday Nitro and puts her women's title in the bin. Yeah. I mean, Vince with Aja Kong would have been interesting because she is very, as you mentioned, like Brock Lesnar-esque. Um Vince loves a monster and a women's monster it would have been something to uh, play not, around with. She doesn't wrestle like an, a Yokozuna. She wrestles like almost proto, again, prototypical mixed martial arts fighter. She has yeah. the the padded gloves. Yeah. Um, Hit, well, obviously in Japan she didn't, but I, again, I'm fantasy booking, I'm armchair quarterbacking. Mm. She probably would have wrestled more like a Yokozuna or some such had she wrestled in the WWE. Well, they kind of let Paul Meccano do what she does. So maybe they would have let Aja Kong do the same thing. Mm. Um, if you watch the elimination match, they don't. You know, all that's all that's uh, different is just they're all getting eliminated within like one or two minutes of each other. And these are these were like big names. I think Manami Toyota might have been in that match. Uh, there have been there are several participants in previous five star matches that are in that elimination match. It's a little bit of a mess. I think communication issues here and there. Um, and also around this time, they did also have a match on WCW World War Three pay per view. Uh, and again, actually, that was funny when you watch it because it's a Joshi match. So obviously, they're hitting huge moves and they're kicking out yeah. to the point that the commentators are getting a bit incredulous and sort of <laughs> laughing. What at is it. this? It's like, what's it going to take to keep these girls down? Essentially, uh, and that's kind of the story with this match as well because Kong throws a lot at her. She's got. She slingshots her into the ropes at one point, where she bounces off the ropes and lands on Kong's knees, going back yeah. down. Sort of like a, a um, backstabber. Mm. Kong hits a couple of leaping pile drivers. She gets some air on those. Like Paul Orndorff yeah. will be proud of those ones. It's kind of um, you're kind of glad, really, that Kong's got those thick legs because mm. if it was a thinner person doing those leaping things might be maybe in a wheelchair right now yeah uh, and the big move that i noted was a uh, she does like uh ron simmons's dominator move over the shoulder forward uh slam powerbomb yeah. as it were uh on the entrance ramp yes <laughs> uh, and, and because the entrance drops along she gets a bit of a run-up too yeah. it's not like a it's not as a you know um standing move it's mm. there's some menace behind it just all round, just built like a tank yeah and, and and it's very much miami toyota does accentuates that with her vocals with her comparatively slight figure getting bounced around the place like a a, a bouncy well a bouncy ball yeah there's like a, a moment, squash ball really yeah there's a moment where she tries to kick back at Aja Kong because Aja Kong has the strikes along with the power moves and her finishing move is a, is a spinning back fist it's not like a a splash or a power bomb or a superplex or something like that it is yeah. a strike move which was very rare back in those days yeah because wrestlers, um, finishing, wrestlers finishing the strikes is a lot more common now yeah I think with um the large, larger growth between like the, the bigger chasm between sizes mm. at the top level is possibly why there's more strikes. Well, strikes are working fit with mine, aren't they? Yeah, that's why I'm glad. Like you know, like, and they're relatable. Yeah, well, like how Will Ospreay is now. Now that he's moved up to the heavyweight division, he's introduced that spinning elbow 
uh, move because, you know, you can hit that on anyone, whereas not every guy in the heavyweight division is he necessarily going to be able to get up for the Stormbreaker or things of that of that sort. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just Toyota takes a kicking for about 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, um, and then she uh, she gets that hot moment where she splashes Kong through the table and you think, oh, that could have been the equaliser there. Yes, well, she doesn't splash her through a table because this is Japan. And she oh, splashes right. her on a table. <laughs> I've written through, but I think that's just force of habit on my part than yeah. anything else. Uh, but yeah, she goes. She's hitting like as soon as she gets a, mo- she, you know, she gets that weakness. She she staggers Kong. She's like, this is my chance, and she just goes a blazing with a, you know, she she boots her off the second rope uh, yeah. to the outside, and then immediately hits a plancher, and then follows that up immediately with a missile drop kick to the outside. I think that was something we'd seen her do in an earlier tag team match. That's just a crazy bump to take. Jumping especially to the, um, the outside, landing on your back. Yeah, especially because with Japan as well, there's a lot going on around the uh, ring. Mm. It's not like um, you've got maybe like one, two managers and the cameraman. There's always it's always busy. Is what I've seen from Japanese matches. The um, the outside of the ring, and I don't know. That's just another variable you've just got to think of. You know, uh, I think there was an attempt. Yeah, she she hits um, an ocean suplex, a couple of ocean suplexes, uh, after blocking the spinning back fist. Uh, there was a moment where there was like a top rope roll-up. Whatever it was, it yeah. didn't look like it necessarily worked right, but it bloody looked painful. But what looks even more painful is she tries a so- sunset flip power bomb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Connor just sits on sits her. Sits on her. And I, I initially thought... Oh, has they have they slipped? But no, it's the venom this, this of the way just, they landed. It's not just, someone trying to stop themselves. It's like no, I meant that. It's just Joshi. We will hurt yeah. each other. That's the agreement. Uh, and then she quickly hits a uh, spinning back fist and follows it up with a falcon arrow that gets the three count. Where the ref seems to pause between two and three, like he was expecting a kick out or something. That was how I read it. It wasn't a long pause, but it was enough off yeah. the rhythm for me to notice. Well, especially because she's hit a move after a finisher. But then I guess, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Falcon Arrows are her other finisher. Yeah, but like, It's finisher. the spinning back fist that gets the crowd response. But yeah, I don't have that many more notes on it because it is quite a simple structure. Bad guy beats up good guy for about 75% of the match. Good guy finds brief opening and then back and forth... Can she? Will the will the heel get to sort of blow the cobwebs off in time to recover and hit a big move on the already high, very depleted good guy? I, I do quite like that. I always wonder with this with monster heels that very often, like Brock Lesnar, he just gets hit with a couple of moves. But it kind of works with the Brock Lesnar that we understand uh, from watching the UFC. He's just a man that's not used to being hit. Yeah. And, he, and he doesn't like it. <laughs> and they sort of played into it with the um, Brock doesn't do well against smaller guys kind of thing because maybe he takes smaller guys, took smaller guys for granted story, in the storyline. Mm. That's why AJ caught him out a little bit with the calf crusher. Um, that's why Daniel Bryan caught him out with the forearms and their Survivor Series matches. Mm. You know, it, they they allowed. Well, that's that. Brock. I think Brock likes working in those environments. I don't think he yeah. enjoys facing off against like a Braun Strowman 
or someone like that. Whereas I, I'd be curious to see what an Aja Kong against a Bull Nakano match looks like, or an Aja Kong against a Dynamite Kanzai match would look like. Yeah, because you've got... it's it, You just can't do what you just did. Um, but maybe they'd just go for each other like in true Josie style, and it'd just be like two heavyweights just wailing on each other. Mm. Well, unfortunately, we won't get to see that type of match... On this show, at least. I'm sure she did fight some of these people, or has fought some of these people. She's still going to this day, I believe, Aja Kong. But we only have one more match between with her involved in this, and it will be a rematch of this match. But that's not the match we're covering next. Do you have any further notes on this, Simon? Um. Well, we haven't done uh, obligatory... Yep, I was then going to get to that. Ah, you're going to segue to that. Um, no notes. I think it's just pretty much to mirror and accentuate what you said. Um... Mm. It's it's very good fun. Mm. Uh, there's there's something to a match of this nature being executed well, which just uh, you know really like gets you going. It really like yeah. it's an easy narrative to pick up and follow. Yeah, absolutely. And um, would you give it five stars? I wouldn't. No, neither would I. But I did find as I as I say, I did find it to be very fun, very enjoyable. Mm. We kind of need to stop saying like it's okay to say it's not five stars. But it's still a good match, you know. It's kind of we're always having to. I guess it's because we're we're putting a negativity onto what is overall, but trying to emphasize, um, trying to point out that we are for the most part positive on nearly all of these matches. Just yeah, to the point of Dave Meltzer. But that has been our trip to Joshi, and next our trip is back to Mexico for another Lucha Libre match. It's a classic that maybe has been seen by some audience uh, members before. Uh, because it was featured in Eddie Guerrero's DVD box set. It's a two out of three falls mask versus hair match as Eddie Guerrero and Art Bar, Los Gringos Locos, face off against El Hijo del Santo and Octagon at the When Worlds Collide pay-per-view. Uh, so that'll be something to look forward to. In the meantime, if people want to get in touch with you, Simon, how can they do so? I then get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. This is a risky one. Um, free for the times that Ajakong outweighs Manami Toyota. <laughs> it's fine, I can say that. <laughs> I my, think. <laughs> my name's Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Ajakong. N for nobody shaming down this end. Oh, that's piss a, off. <laughs> that's my Twitter handle, Letterboxd accounts, Facebook, etc. If you put an at gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. If you want to get in touch with the show, maybe show Simon where he's going wrong and, and open up a whole debate about body issues as presented in wrestling, then by all means, email us at lmtyspod at gmail.com. Do you know like the night bus triple decker on Harry Potter? Yeah. That's the size of the bus you've just thrown me under. I hope you're aware <laughs> of that. Well, until that time comes, my name's Lorcan Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. He's going to go off and shame eat a big tub of Ben and Jerry's now. <laughs> and like him, I hope you have a five-star time. Until the next time. Wake up to your dreams.